Hello, and welcome to Legally Bond, a podcast presented by the law firm Bond, Shenick & King. I'm your host, Kim Wolf-Price. On today's episode, I'm excited to get the chance to have Brian Donahue, the Chief Operating Officer here at Bond, as our guest. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, well, I'm really glad to have you here. I'm excited to talk to you and have you as a guest. We can talk about law firm operations, managing teams, and what makes a law firm an interesting career choice for a C-suite level CPA. So does that work for you? That works for me. Thank you. All right. Terrific. Thank you. All right. Well, before we get into this law firm stuff, it's helpful when guests give a little bit of background for the listeners. So would you mind taking a bit of your time to talk about your background? Where'd you grow up, go to school, family? Sure. Great. Thanks. So I grew up in a small town outside of Buffalo, New York, Marilla, New York. Went to school at Canisius College, uh, got my undergraduate degree in marketing and started my career as a salesperson. I was a national sales manager for a while and decided I didn't like the career path I had chosen and went back to school and got a master's degree focusing on accounting and got my CPA and led me to be on this podcast with you. (laughs) Family, I have been married 34 years to a wonderful woman who's my rock and I've got three great children. My daughter is 29. She uh, lives in Rochester with her husband and my one-year-old grandson. They are both pharmacists. I have a 27-year-old son who is an optometrist living in Cleveland, and he is set to be married in May of 2023, and he is marrying a CPA. So I- Uh Aha, your influence. Yes. (laughs) Well, I have three children. I had to have my son marry a CPA. None of them chose that path. My youngest son is 22 years old, and he is a mechanical engineer. Really proud of all three of them, and they are doing uh, great. That's fantastic. That's great. And you know why I love these intros too? Because while we've talked a bunch about your family, I knew what the kids all did. I had no idea that your undergrad degree was in marketing. And I've read your <laughs> resume. I don't know. Like, how did yeah, I not catch yeah. that? that? That was a, a, an interesting choice for me, I guess. And, and, and I enjoyed the two and a half years I spent as a national sales manager, but I needed to do something else. That's very cool. All right. So I have to ask you this. What does a CPA do? Explain being a CPA. How do you become a CPA? This is a law firm podcast. So sometimes we don't know these things. So a CPA, what do we do? If you're in public accounting and you're practicing public accounting, you can pick one of generally three areas. You can be in the tax side where you're doing tax compliance, tax planning, You know, you can do personal tax planning, uh, estate tax planning, or you can do corporate tax planning. When I was in one of my roles, we were doing a significant amount of tax planning on how to repatriate money into the U.S. from foreign subsidiaries, which was really pretty uh, neat to to use the U.S. tax code and, uh, and do that. Or you can choose the financial side where you would do the typical auditing. You go out, make sure that the company is has its ducks in a row and all the numbers are jiving. And the banks rely on that to make sure that you know the company has the, the internal controls in place in order to substantiate the numbers. And then there's the consultancy side, which could be you go in and you decide to follow that route where you would pick an industry, become a really uh, technical expert in that industry, and you would consult and help businesses either increase their profit, maybe do merger and acquisition activity. Uh, a lot of the same things that that lawyers do in the M&A space, except for we don't do the legal documents. We're doing a lot of the other things. How do you become a CPA? In New York State, you have to take 150 hours of classes at a college, graduate, 
And most people continue on and get their MBA. Okay. So they, they have a dual degree, undergraduate in accounting, MBA, and then they have to sit for the CPA exam. And then you have to get the experience requirement, which has changed since I got mine. It used to be you had to get two years in at a CPA firm doing auditing work, but now you can have equivalent experience at a bank doing oh, okay. work, for example. So that's one way to get it. That's great. Very good. All right. Well, I appreciate that background because I think sometimes we throw around acronyms like CPA and say, oh, someone's a CPA, but we don't have actually like think about how does that happen? How, what if someone on the, what listening wants to become a CPA? Let's give them some background here. You may not have gotten one of your kids to do it, but you're going to have an in-law and maybe someone from this podcast will become a CPA. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, so producer Kate knows this because I don't know what's happened to me dealing with all of you Western New Yorkers, but I know you're a true uh, Western New Yorker. And so I have to say here, go Bills, because it's the fall. And I, I there is no contractual obligation for me to say that, but I, I don't know, really that Buffalo office and the Buffalo Niagara partnership, you guys have me like sitting down alone watching Bills games now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it, it is fun to sit around with a group of friends. And, and this time of year, you can take the TV out on the back patio and That's really great. enjoy the fall outside and watch the Bills game if you if you are not in the stadium. So I live close enough to the stadium that I can hear the roar of the crowd. I can sometimes hear the announcer, um, depending on which way the wind blows. Yeah. So it is, it is a dual event. If I'm sitting outside, I can enjoy both. That's fantastic. So I would get, I was going to ask you what some of your favorite things about being a Western New Yorker or Western New Yorker. This might be some of them then. They are, but it's, <laughs> it's the hiking. I, we love to cross country ski. We love to hike a lot of places. We can do that. We live in the South towns. So we have a, a lot of great parks that we go to and do that. And the fall sweatshirt weather is great. I love sweatshirt weather and doing that, but having all the seasons, the food, ethnic food mm-hmm. is incredible in Buffalo. There's always a festival going on somewhere to do something. So it's a great great place to live. I agree. I agree. And it's a fun place. And that office out there is great office as well. So today you're in our Syracuse office as we talk to each other. Sometimes it is a little bit about where in the world is Brian Donahue. We have to figure out which (laughs) office you're in at any given time. A lot of people start off their conversations with me saying, and what office are you in today? Because I am in so many and it, I could be in multiple offices every day. Yes, there have been many days where you've started in one office and ended in another office along yes. the way. Yeah, yes. so we try to keep track of you, but luckily we have this technology, so we can we can always get in touch, which we appreciate. All right, well, I do appreciate you giving that background because I do think it, it's nice for listeners to get to know our guests. So I think now I'd like to talk a little bit about your road to Bond, your professional life that led you here. I think that would be helpful. Okay. So I I started out in public accounting. I worked eight years in public accounting, and then I decided to leave and I got into a international manufacturing company that specialized in pneumatics, hydraulics, and electromechanical devices. Spent five years with them, moved into a company that did international manufacture of over-the-counter pharmaceuticals. Completely different industry, completely different mindset on how you sell with With one company, we sold only to manufacturing companies like Boeing. Uh, We supplied them at the first company I worked for. The second company, now we're supplying Walmart with Lipa. So completely different avenue. 
And then I changed industries altogether. I went into newspaper publishing and I was with the Buffalo News, which is the second largest newspaper in New York State. And it was for a while. So then I had to learn all about the newspaper publishing industry. Yes. Uh, I was the, the chief financial officer there. And after six years, I got promoted to be the chief operating officer. And then I learned all about bond. And for 17 years, I was a bond client. So that's what really introduced me to Bond and all of the great partners here and all of the good work that they do. It was uh, wonderful having them in my corner a lot of the times, uh, helping get through situations that needed to get uh, through. And I guess what, what really was the greatest thing was there's a lot of times I would get hot. I know, Kim, you haven't seen me hot, but I would get hot over an issue. And one of the partners would say, you know, Brian, let's go for coffee. And I was ready to throw a million dollars at this issue. I was gonna, I was gonna win this. And they would, they would just sit me down and say, you know, we should really settle this one because we're, we don't have good facts. Or, or conversely, they would say, we've got really good fact pattern. Let's go for it. So, really great advice and consultation. But that's, that's how I got introduced to Bond. And then an opportunity came up where the COO position was available here, and. I just happened to be in a position where I needed to make a job change. And it was, uh, I guess, opportunistic, but a little bit almost like coming home because I had known all the partners for Bond for so long and I had done so much work with them uh, that it it didn't feel like I was going to a new company. And yes, I'm learning a new industry, the law industry, but it it was just like, okay, I know all these people and they're friends. Well, I will say that that was what brought me here too, is having known so many people for so long and it just was a fit right away. But for, and for you, you were a business partner. They were, Bond was your business partner. So for you to come in and help them run the business here must kind of feel like coming full circle. Yeah. Yes. It, it, <laughs> it really is coming full circle. And, you know, the, the people here are great and it's, it's been a really easy transition. And I've been able to, instead of learning about the people because I knew so many of, of the people here, I'm able to really focus on learning the business, which has been wonderful. That's fantastic. And I appreciated that you were a fan of the podcast even before you actually got the job. So thank you. Yes. Yeah. I used to listen to the podcast. Uh, it's actually when you first started, I thought this is, this is really uh, neat to learn about the partners and what they do and how they do it and about their personal lives, which is even, even more fun sometimes. Yeah, I think so. It's a great it's a great way to get to know the real people behind yeah. you know the the name, especially when you have a 125-year-old law firm, right? You know, there's a brand out there, but it's nice to know about the people who make up that brand and who are doing the work every day. Yes. Um, we keep talking about this and honestly, I forget what a short amount of time you've actually been here because even though we didn't know each other before, we worked together several times a week and it's um it, it's been such a sort of an easy transition. Are we at the six month mark yet? We are actually at seven months. Seven I started months. in February, so I'm yeah cruising through my seventh month. Enjoyed every single month since I've since I've joined the firm. That's fantastic. So we appreciate it. I know. I think I mentioned you live in Western New York, and our HQ is in Syracuse. So between those fifteen different offices in a few states, I know you're racking up some miles, getting from place to place. <laughs> yes, yes. I enjoy getting out and talking to people and really understanding what they do and how they do it and why they do it. 
Um, it helps me to learn about the business and it helps me consult internally with yeah. the people here and, and help guide the business to, to where the strategic plan is saying we should go. We do have a strategic plan. It's been developed. It needs, as all strategic plans, it needs to be reviewed every year and updated. But the more you know about the, the practices groups, the more you know about what right. people are doing, the easier it is to help guide that ship. So I, I make a real hard effort to get out and meet as many people and talk to as many people as I can. I think it's fantastic and it's definitely paying off. I think people really appreciate that fact that you know they know you, including the most junior associates, which isn't always the case at large organizations, but you spoke to our brand new class of associates on their second day, which uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah, and I've, I've tried to take the associates out to dinner. I was in Syracuse and I found out that all of a sudden the law clerks were, were coming in for their orientation. And I said, who's taking them out to dinner tonight? And I said, I will, let's go. And yeah. we had a really good time. Yeah, it's great. I think it's an important piece. And it I think it speaks to not only you and how you interact, but the culture at the firm and mm-hmm. that it's important to make those connections. Well, so on the sort of business side of this, as you well know, law firms have very specific rules around operation, like ownership and certainly ethics. Mm -hmm. And there are really two sides to the house because of those rules that New York courts have put in place. There's the lawyer practice and the operation side. Is that fair description of sort of how law firms operate and the two have to kind of come together to make the whole thing work? Yes, the two definitely have to come together to make the whole thing work. And it's nice that actually Bond recognizes the fact that the, the operation side is so important to make everything flow easier so that the attorneys can do what they really want to do. And the reason why they went to law school is to you know serve clients and practice good law. And if you have all of this administrative burden on your shoulders, you really can't serve the clients the way they need to be served. So you know what, why not offload that to specialists that are here that can take care of that for them and and, and free them up and allow them to really work with their clients. And that's what my job is here as COO is to free up the partners, run the business, the business side of the business, and so that they can really work with their clients and and practice good law. That's fantastic. And I I think just so important to making sure that the, you know, the number one thing, the excellent client service gets done because someone else is, you know, the other experts are taking care of the business operation side. All right. So at, as COO, you work with the firm's executive management to lead our strategic initiatives. I wrote that somehow for the members retreat in, in, um, in introducing you. So do you want to tell us what that means? What is the role of the COO besides what you've said so far? What are your, the departments you oversee? What, what is the yeah. COO's role? So the COO handles all the back office, HR, accounting, information technology, marketing, anything that is not about the law. I don't want to get into that side of it, right? That's that's outside of my realm. But, you know, I try and run all of those departments with their leadership in place in those departments. We have a CFO, we have a CIO, we have a CMO, you know, a director of HR. And my role is to, I guess, I, I look at my role as more like an orchestra leader. All of these people are here. And we want to make beautiful music together. And my job is to conduct the orchestra to make sure that we do come together as a, as a group 
and march down the same path. And that's what the strategic initiatives are about. It's it's about one firm focus, looking across the all of the offices and making sure that all of the offices are kind of in lockstep moving together to get the overall goals that bond is is set. I like that. I like that. You're you're uh, the conductor making sure that the music's playing and play like everyone's in tune. So I, I think yes. that's fantastic. Yes. You've worked in a bunch of different industries, but overall, how's the adjustment to the world of the legal market going? It's been interesting. There are we try to make it interesting. We try, but you know, as a client, you think things run one way, but then when you come here and you look under the hood, it's kind of a little different. As I said earlier, the transition has been easy because I knew so many people, but now it's learning about all of the practice areas. And you know, when I was a client, we used several, but I we didn't use all. And now it's trying to figure out, okay, what what are these people doing, and why are they doing it, and why are clients willing to pay us? the money that they pay us. And then taking all that information and, okay, how do we engage with our clients? How do we get new clients? And how do we keep relationships going with, with existing clients? It's, you know, it's, that's all the marketing side of it. You know, all, all the touch points that are needed in that area from an accounting side, it's of course, we got to issue the bills and collect the bills. Right. So that's, that's the money side, yes. right? Money in, money out. So yeah, all that stuff definitely has to happen. And, you know, sometimes lawyers are so focused on the matter at hand, you know, being a business partner on this litigation, this deal, this launch of a product, whatever it might be, that thinking about, okay, how can we maximize this relationship? What else we can can we do? That's where you and your team come into play. Right, right. And, and it's the technology to support the whole infrastructure is significant. The amount of software that we utilize and the different vendors that are there, you know, I, I would have never imagined that there are so many different vendors that we need to use because not one vendor specializes in the business of law across all of the areas that need it. So you're right. kind of everything from like HR to attorney CLEs, no one has a package that can just do it all. Right, exactly. So we're cobbling together all these packages and we're hoping to make them talk to each other. So that, it, again, Hopeful. we're all in harmony. <laughs> yes, right. So that's APIs, right? That's how they yes. talk. I've, yes. I'm learning things. I will learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you did, you took over teams that had been operating. You know, I will be here three years in January. So, you know, over two and a half, not quite three yet. And all of the folks that were running the departments you oversee, pretty much they were all already in place. So people had been there for quite a while. Do you have a management philosophy or leadership style that kind of helps you when you come in and, you know, sort of you step into this role and now you're the boss? You know, I, I guess, well, first of all, I never consider myself the boss. I always consider myself the partner and, hmm. you know, working together with people instead of basically laying down the law. And this, this is the way we're going to do things. When you come into an organization and I've, I've assimilated into a lot of organizations you have to learn about the, the people that are in those roles. You have to learn about the role. You have to understand, you know, what makes people tick, I guess you could say. And we need to sit back and take a look and understand things before you can make decisions. So my, my initial thing is I go around and talk and learn and learn as much as I can, as quickly as I can. I like to collaborate. I don't like to dictate. And I, I really stress this is 
when you enter a business or when you're in a business and, and no longer matter how long you've been in the business, you need to taste it, touch it, feel it, and become a part of the business that you're in uh, and really take ownership of the business so that you can say, this is mine. And, yes. and I, I will, as a CPA, I will never be a partner in this firm because it's just not ownership, right? You can't do that. Right. But that, that's how I make my decisions as if I, if every dime was my last and would I make that same decision? So that's kind of the way I've, I've developed my leadership style, getting out, talking to people. And I will make tweaks here and there. Right. As you're going along, you know, you say, hey, but it's, it's more of, let's think of this as a different way. Let's, let's try and make this small change to get a different result. And I, I think that works very well. It has worked over my career. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there are instances where people have to come in and be like, well, blowing it up and starting over. But I've never really found that to be the most effective process. Sometimes you have to see what motivates people, what scares them, you know, what they're worried about, what, yes. what type of thing is coming up. Like they're reacting that way. I don't think that's about me. Why are they reacting that way? Right. Think about it. Absolutely. A little bit. Yeah. 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 It does sound to me like you enjoy the challenge of motivating teams and sort of helping people perform at their highest levels. Is that true? That is very true. I I really enjoy mentoring. I, I really enjoy working with, with people to try and get the most out of them and, and the most out of themselves and, and hopefully really give back to the firm. And in this case, Bond, make sure that I'm giving back to Bond every day. And it's really rewarding at the end of the day when you've accomplished something and and hopefully you've changed a person's view of something or opened their eyes to something or something like that. I do mentoring in Buffalo. Uh, I've mentored students at Canisius College. I've mentored students at Niagara University. It's just something I really enjoy doing. And I think that that, that approach and giving back, like it's paying it forward in mm-hmm. a way. And it really is, I don't know. And when people enjoy what they do and they're mentoring and enjoy what they do the way I think you do, it really kind of helps motivate those you're mentoring to sort of take challenges on themselves and to think a little bigger than they might have. Yes. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I also appreciate the fact that you're always willing to listen to my, hey, Brian, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> because I may have that personality a little bit. Like, I was thinking about this. Does this make sense? Can we try this? And I appreciate um, that a lot. Yeah. You know, at my last job, I, uh, I, I used to come in in the morning and say, you know, I was cutting along last night. I think that if we make this change and finally my manager said, please hire a lawn service. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we don't, we don't do that. So <laughs> it's perfect. That's probably why we get along because I'll be like making dinner and I'm like, that's it. Maybe that will help. So I appreciate that about you a great deal. I do. <laughs> All right. So being that this is your first year, I think I've asked you this somewhere before or had Bill Owens ask you this. Bill Owens is a member in our Naples office and he asked Brian this in an internal interview. What are three words you'd use to describe Bond? I guess collegial is number one. It's surprising how well this group, it doesn't matter what office you're in or what your specialty is, they really enjoy working together and trying to solve the problem as a team, which is is absolutely wonderful. Responsiveness, they're always, uh, internal clients, external clients, when, when I reach out 
people respond to me immediately. And when our clients reach out, we respond to them immediately. So I think responsiveness is, is at the top of the, the list. I have had the incredible good fortune throughout my career to work with really smart people. And the third word is smart. There is a lot of smart people walking around in here. And at times I'm, I'm very intimidated with how smart these, these people are. And it's, it's kind of scary. You know, I, I always think to myself, how can I keep up with this group? Because, you know, they are so far out in front of things. That is not true because you're also scary smart, but that's okay. Well, we'll let you say that. But I do think that's what's kind of fun. It's like sometimes we're just, we're sometimes we're a little bit ahead and sometimes we're trying to keep up and watching the great work they do in the legal services. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, it is. It really is. All right. So anything you'd like to add before we uh, wrap up your first time on the podcast? Well, thank you. Um, we've covered a lot of ground. I could I could talk a lot. I, I'm, I'm good at that. So maybe next time we'll, we'll delve into some other subjects. But I, I, like I really enjoyed this. I appreciate it. That's great. Well, I really I'm really glad you took the time. I know how busy you are and what your schedule looked like most days and today included. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. I'm confident I will be asking you to come back again. And before that, I will be stopping in your office or calling you many, many other times with my what if questions. So thank you. And if any time you need anyone to interpret lawyer speak, you know where to find me and I'm happy to help. Thanks. <laughs> right. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Brian. We appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Legally Bond. If you're listening and have any questions for me, want to hear from someone at the firm, or have a suggestion for a future topic, please email us at legallybond at bsk.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Legally Bond wherever podcasts are downloaded. Until our next talk, be well. Bond, Shenick, and King has prepared this communication to present only general information. This is not intended as legal advice, nor should you consider it as such. You should not act or decline to act based upon the contents. While we try to make sure that the information is complete and accurate, laws can change quickly. You should always formally engage a lawyer of your choosing before taking actions which have legal consequences. For information about our communication, firm, practice areas, and attorneys, visit our website, bsk.com. This is attorney advertising.